And we have discussed this a lot today on the back of the story about the Baltimore Orioles' Adam Jones and the racial taunting he received. Uh, Sully Montari walking off uh, an Italian football pitch after receiving racial abuse and he actually being suspended for a game because he did so. Uh, it's quite timely that uh, the Canterbury Rugby Football Union has launched its own initiative as they look to battle all forms of discrimination in their own context, their own sport. Uh, the We All Bleed Red initiative launched today uh, looking to tackle head-on about uh, how they and we as a community can uh, look to remove all forms of discrimination from the game. To discuss, very happy to welcome in the Chief Executive. Here's Nathan Godfrey. Good afternoon, Nathan. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for your time. Please explain to us, before you even put this together, why you felt it was an important topic that needed to be addressed. Was there empirical evidence, uh, too many situations uh, that had troubled you and your organisation that you felt, right, we have to do something? Yeah, look, I only started in the, the CEO role at the start of February. Uh, and one of the first things that hit my desk was um, some some really sad um, reports around racial abuse that took place last year. And there were a couple of uh, cases that were pretty high profile in the media. And um, certainly want to be seen to be proactive and take a strong leadership position. My background is around um, spending some time in the AFL industry over the last few years. And clearly they've made a lot of progress, not just in terms of raising awareness, but more importantly, changing behaviour and actually calling out um, discrimination of any form. Um, so that's really what we're trying to achieve in, in launching We All Bleed Red today. So uh, all those involved within the union, even before you arrived, were, were conscious of this and uncomfortable with what had happened in the past. That's right. It's, it's, I guess it's one of those things that's always talked about, but we, we want to shed some light on it and, and, and we're not going to hide away from it. Um, and clearly for us, it's around saying as a, as a Canterbury Rugby Union, uh, this is what we stand for. We have a code of conduct now. We're asking people to visit the website and, and pledge their support, whether they're Cantabrians or not, because at the end of the day, this is, a, this is an issue for, for New Zealanders and it's an issue for the game as well. We all bleed red. How would you describe it? Oh, for, for me, it's, um, it's more than a marketing campaign. It's, uh, we're, we're trying to create a movement. Uh, this is a long-term plan. This is not us putting some, having some lip service uh, around it. We have, we have longer-term plans, and, and part of that plan is around um, the judicial process and, and some of the changes we've made in terms of how we deal with minors. Um, so that's really exciting. We work really closely with the Children's Commissioner and the New Zealand Rugby Union. We, we are uh, undergoing a, a trial project this year. And that's really around um, restorative justice. And instead of us sitting down and having these kids sit down in front of a judicial panel, um, we're taking the lawyers out of the room and, and we're, we're trying to create a family-friendly environment. Um, and, and really, we're trying to change behaviour and, and educate. Uh, and that's really the messages we're trying to get through today. Have you split it between youth and uh, adults? Uh, you know, even I, 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 it could be bold of me to call some of these people who, who get into abusive uh, conversations adults, but is it more targeted at the youth of from a bottom-up approach of uh, education at that area? It is, but certainly we're not going to uh, avoid situations that take place in senior rugby, uh, whether that be on the sidelines or in games. Um, but certainly when we're dealing with a minor, uh, we want to make sure that's a conducive environment around education. Uh, and, that, and then maybe that didn't take place last year. That wasn't the case. And, and we want to make sure we put, this, put the, uh, I guess the pieces in place to make sure it doesn't happen again in that manner. Okay, so future complaints will go through what process, if you can just uh, enlighten us on, on the yeah, process you've put in place? Yeah, so yeah, we're working really closely with um, with some ex-police officers who have got experience in the youth justice system, and we, we appoint a DDO, a dedicated disciplinary officer, who will go out and investigate the case. They'll find all the facts. 
uh, they'll put those facts to um, the perpetrator. Um, if they deny it, uh, then it goes to a judicial uh, system. If they don't deny it, um, then we sit down with the families, the schools, the clubs uh, in a really informal setting and, and start to talk about a, a resolution or a sanction that's fair for, for, that, um, for, the, for, the, for, the, for both parties. The pros and cons, I guess you had to weigh this up yourself. So what, what got you to this position? What things were you considering when coming through to this process? Um, certainly, um, it's always hard when you shed light on this subject and, and try and raise awareness because we actually anticipate we'll receive more reported cases this year and we're ready for that. Um, we have the system in place, this trial project in place, and we want to test that system. And, and I hope uh, long term uh, that we are able to roll this out nationally. Um, so certainly New Zealand Rugby are watching at the moment um, to, to see how, this, how we progress throughout the season. Is it solely targeted racial abuse or, or all discrimination, or all forms of abuse across the game? Because you know it comes in many different uh, guises. It does, and, and I'll be really clear on that. Clearly, um, racism uh, attracts a lot of the media attention, but there are other forms of of, um, of discrimination in the game and, and generally in society. And obviously, there's some work happening behind the scenes at New Zealand Rugby around respect and responsibility, and that review, I think, is due around July, August this year. And and um, this is a key part of that is it's around gender, it's around class, it's around um, physical disability and, and sexual orientation. We, we need to address all of these issues. And for me, it's around trying to grow the game of rugby into new communities. And we need to make sure that the environment we're creating is really welcoming. And, and uh, it's, it's always the minority um, that are involved in this. But uh, if we can try and stamp it out and, and have that zero tolerance stance, I think that will help. Nathan Goffrey out of the Canterbury Rugby Union uh, talking about this new policy. We, we had a fairly... I can say a variety of sort of uh, perspectives between one and two when we talked about the broader issues, as I mentioned at the top. And uh, it seemed to me there's no black and white um, list of how what people define as abuse. So, so how will you do that? Where does someone cross the line? Yeah, that's correct. I mean, that's why we have that, that uh, independent uh, dedicated disciplinary officer in place to, to uh, I guess, assess, I guess, assess all the... Um, sides of the story, um, put the facts on the table. And, and there were cases last year, we had 12 cases uh, dealing with minors alone, and, and three or four of those were thrown out. So um, there, there's still that, um, that, that opportunity, um, but clearly it needs to happen in a more family-friendly environment. Where are those, oh, in those instances of, of uh, the cases, are they coming from a particular section? Is it players? Is it, is it supporters? Is it a cross-section? It's, it's a cross-section, so, so literally we've had issues where um, parents have been abusing from the sideline, we've had foul play, um, we've had racist abuse, uh, we've had referee abuse um, just in the last fortnight. So um, it's, a, it's across the board, to be honest, and that's why we want to make sure this campaign is around uh, just stamping out any forms of, of anti-discrimination, making sure it's anti-discrimination generally um, as a message. Of course, uh, as you've already touched on, uh, well-documented cases in the past, I think 46-week suspension for one involved. Uh, will you be handing down the sanctions or will you leave it to the independent uh, throughout this process to actually hand down some sort of deterrent? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be completely independent of the Canterbury Rugby Union. Um, and certainly we have sanctions in place. And, and it's not a case of... This is how the youth justice system is managed um, in terms of other crimes taking place. So um, we're, we're really confident uh, that we have the right people in the room. And and, uh, and again, when there's, if the case is justified, then clearly the sanctions will be applied. So um, can you walk me through, if someone feels... They have been abused. How how does it work? How, how do they get in contact to to, to get into this uh, contested process? 
you're supposed to make contact with the Canterbury Rugby Union and they have five days to do that. Um, and then at that point, a DDO will be appointed uh, and they'll, uh, once all the facts are on the table, they'll then, um, it's really a case of the, the perpetrator um, needing to decide whether they, they deny the allegations or whether they don't deny them. So that's the decision they need to make. Um, and, and then that, and then from there, um, the actions are taken accordingly. Um, so yeah, that, we, we, we think that's a really positive step. And clearly over the course of this pilot uh, throughout the season, that may evolve a little bit, but um, we think initially that five days is a, is a sound period of time. It used to be 48 hours. Um, and last year we had situations where we had uh, kids that were in a room in a judicial system till 11 o'clock at night in the middle of the week. Um, there were QCs and lawyers asking, cross-examining them. Uh, and clearly that, that won't happen again. That environment needs to be cleaned up, and, and it will be. Have you uh, come to that conclusion, what, after speaking and, and getting some key sort of advice from other institutions? That's right, we have. We have. And it's, um, it's, it's pretty much called a community group conference. Um, that's, the, that's, that's how the police officers will run things. And, and they actually find that sometimes having the families in the room, one, it's a, a more relaxed environment, but two, the families can sometimes be, be harder on the, on the, on the perpetrators than, than anybody else could possibly be. So um, we think that, that will create, create some accountability and, and hopefully an opportunity for, for education. So as we wrap this up, Nathan, fear to say um, any type of view, abuse will could possibly be looked at, whether it's a, a supporter on the sideline, players on the park, and those heaping abuse at officials, referees, who do cop it a fair bit. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, um, we all love rugby. It's our national game, and, and uh, we need to make sure that it's a, it's a welcoming environment for people who are considering playing the game in the future, and, and that's other communities, and, and um, yeah, we need to stamp it out. Um, and I'm sure that not just Cantabrians, but everybody in New Zealand will support that position that we've taken today. And for those interested in find out more, simply it's all, it's all there on the website already? It is. We all bleed red.co.nz. Nathan, appreciate your time. Good luck. Hope it goes well. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you. Nathan Godfrey out of uh, Canterbury Rugby uh, joining us to explain the rationale behind this uh, new initiative, We All Bleed Red.